0: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Operation Redwood Podcast. Today, we are starting our series, our long-awaited series on King David, and not just the King David that we that we know from from Bible school (laughs) that or not Bible school. What's Sunday school? Sunday school. Yeah, Yeah. that that, slayed that slayed that slayed the giant, Um, but specifically the warrior, the friend, the lover. And the king side of David, which is all very, very interesting, because there's so much more than him slaying a giant. Yeah, yeah. the so story goes on. The story way goes it has ups, on. It has downs. It, it, it has them further down. Way, and yeah. And then uh, you know, very, very many downs. It gets, <laughs> <It> gets, <laughs> gets <deep>. yeah. <laughs> and as always, I'm here with my co-host Alfredo and Bryant. Um, and if burr, you guys, everybody <laughs> <laughs> was waiting. He's like, "Come on, man, do the <laughs> intro for me." Yeah. me. Um, and as you guys can tell, we are moving on up in the podcasting audio world because our our audio is sultry magnifique sultry, sultry. <laughs> People are like these guys. This is why they can't have nice. This stuff. is a Christian podcast. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's perfect. So let, let's get right into it. You know, King David, as the warrior, and today specifically, we're going to look at the dichotomy of a warrior and a lover. The definition of a lover is a little bit different than what most people expect it to be. But uh, we'll touch on that a little bit. But before we really get started, I want to give these guys an opportunity to, to, to share what's on their heart and what, what they're excited about to share and also take away from this study of the warrior and the lover for King David. Man, it, it's super deep, right?
1: Um, just because the, the things that I've read over these past few days, really, even just talking about David, Uh, really we end up having to look at the story of Saul as well for the introduction to David, because you know, without Saul being in the position that he was falling away from God, um, while he was in the position as King over Israel, uh, even though there wasn't ever supposed to be a King of Israel. Uh, we, we actually see the development of, you know, where David comes in and why David ends up being so important to what is now Israel. Um, Mm -hmm. so Saul key, figure in this story as well. Mm,
2: Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited to dive in about these four faces of, of uh, David as a shepherd boy, his transition, uh, the character development that really uh, just glorifies God and uh, is a good example. You know, as we know, Jesus is the best example, but David is uh, a man after God's own heart, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and that's in Scripture. And we're gonna we're gonna try and shed some light on what why that is,
1: mm. and just the fact that I think that David is so relatable, even for the everyday man. Oh, for sure, you yeah. Know? And I, that's what I'm really interested in, be.
2: whatever season yeah. you find yourself in. Yes, yes. because. David yeah. had highs. David had lows. He was
0: in all four seasons multiple times. Yeah. Exactly. Multiple know. times. <laughs> he was
2: mad. He was sad. Mm. He got horny. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, like, uh, it, it's, it's, it's real life. These are real people, you know, and that's, what, that's something that a lot of people don't realize about the Bible is there's some things in the Bible that will shock you. You know, it's like, what? He did bro, what? She did what? You know, and it's I, like, well, that's because it's real life. Like, you, these stories are not new. The same things that happened back then continue to happen.
0: It's really not all sunshine and rainbows like people think it is. No. It's like the Bible. Oh, it's like, it's only positive. It's only this. I'm like, you have not read the Bible, my friend. (laughs) Not at all. Because that's how I was when I started reading it. I literally hit this dude up a couple times. And I hit you up too. I'm like... Wait, this, they, they they did this in the Bible. Well, that is dark. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what? I said what? Turn. He said what? Jesus, Jesus <laughs> slay all of them. Yeah, exactly, not even one. Like whoa, bro, that That's crazy. crazy. No
2: women, children. Or men left. Mm-hmm. No animals? Yeah. What the animals yeah, do? exactly. Even, even the cute little bunnies? Yeah. Exactly. Oh, uh, yeah, it, exactly.
0: It, it's crazy, man. Like, the more you read it and then like the more you internalize, not just read it for the sake of reading like most people do, right? But when you read it for the sake of like, what can I get from this? What can I learn from this? The, it comes to life. And then you start to see the relations of like outside world. Like you see the patterns. Yes. And you're like, holy crap. Yeah. And it be, it, your, your belief, it, your, your faith becomes strengthened because you see the patterns and you see the, mm. the they're just stacking up the evidence mm-hmm. of the Bible is real. Yes. Yeah, and here's a really interesting part that um, as we were doing this David study, uh, David is the second most mentioned character in the Bible. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Second most. Uh, you know. I evil. believe it. He was but, a huge uh, <clears throat> uh, key in his, their
2: uh, historic mm-hmm. for for Israel. Yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. of the prophecies. Because of. Yeah. I mean, he was the the greatest king of Israel. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, that's where that's where the lineage of of um, that God promised
0: mm-hmm. to David started. So mm-hmm. absolutely. You know. so I, I think it's it's a really cool spot to start off this conversation with. Where every let, let's let's you know tiptoe into it and we'll 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 meet you guys in the deep end. Mm. You know, um, let's start off where the the common story of David is known: David and Goliath. Okay. Right, um, where Goliath is a Philistine. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I almost said Philippines. I was like, pretty <laughs> sure. I, wait, <laughs> no, that's me. <laughs> Filip, he was Filipino? Yeah. What? He likes Ube, bro? He uh-huh. likes Ube. <laughs> <laughs> um, where Goliath was this giant and, you know, the Philippines were invading Israel from my yep. understanding. You yep. guys correct me, or interrupt me, whatever. And he makes this challenge of, okay, I'll fight any one of you. And if you guys win, you guys take us over. Mm-hmm. You guys basically take control of the Philistine army and all the Israelite, um, quote unquote, the good guys. Right. The in the story of God's people, right, they were afraid. Yeah. No yeah. man stepped up to fight this giant because yeah. what they say it was like ten feet tall, Ooh, nine yeah. feet tall. Ah, or he was ridiculous. It said
1: six cubits or
0: something. I'm not yeah. sure and what like, a cubit is. But cubit. It, yeah. It's yeah. Still, that a lot. What's one cubit? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they said like his. I remember like the one of the studies that I saw was like his armor alone was about 125 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, dang, that's like that's how much Brian curls. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so he's this real giant. And uh, a lot of the Israelite, uh, the armies were, the soldiers were afraid. No one stepped up to fight him. Mm. He's literally mocking them, you know, saying all this stuff. And then this little shepherd boy, David, steps up. He's a shepherd. (laughs) (laughs) That means he takes care of sheep. <laughs> 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 I'm having a lot of fun with this with this new microphone. I have, I have no
2: idea how this is going to sound, but it's going to be amazing. So hold, let me cut you off for just a hot second. Do it um, before we get to um, David and Goliath. Right? I, we got to start it when, say, with Samuel. Yeah. Mm, can cool. we start with Samuel? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, cool. Okay.
0: And who was Samuel for? So Samuel for and everybody else <laughs> was a prophet of
2: God. Okay, so he was basically the the um, uh, the person that would speak for God, mm-hmm. right? So he was the the voice. Yeah, the, the voice. voice, the voice of God. There's a specific word. Like
0: how you said it with that. Too. The
2: voice. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, he's the voice of God, right? And he's he's God's representative. So whatever he sp- whenever he spoke, people really respected it because it would come true, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And so, um. God tells Samuel I've I've I'm done with Saul because of his disobedience, right? And so, you know, Saul mourns him and no, oh, Lord, give him a chance and this and that and God says, I've said I am done with him. And that's the last I'll hear about this. He said it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Samuel was advocating for Saul. Yeah, us all. Like yeah, exactly. he was. Got, got it. it. Was. Okay, exactly. Yeah. And that was one of you know, like a, a a man of God. You know, that was their job mm-hmm. is to be like to intermediate. You know, to be like a lawyer. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. and uh, Scripture says that the the prayer of a um, of a pious person, like works. It really reaches God. God hears those prayers, you know. Not to say he doesn't hear everybody's prayers, but he really puts emphasis on those. Anyways, so back to Samuel, right? The prophet. So he says, okay, God, whatever you say, you're the boss, right? And he says, go to the house of Jesse, and there I will show you who the next king is. Jesse is the father of David. David had was it five other brothers or six? I think seven. Six, six, seven, six, just six, kidding. Yeah. So he had seven other brothers, right? So Samuel goes to Jesse, Jesse, bring forth your, your sons, right? For I will anoint the next king of Israel. What? Mm. That's crazy. You come to my house and tell me one of my kids is going to be king? Mm. Okay, exactly. I'm down, right? Mm-hmm, I'm yeah. about it. Well, he brings those seven out, okay? And he goes... Nope, that's not it. Nope, that's not it. He's God says that's <laughs> not it. Yeah, he's ugly. God said, "Oh well, you know this. This guy's tall and he's handsome. Surely he's the one, right?" Exactly. Because right. we have a certain way of thinking, right? Ooh. We and Ooh, the I way that think man that. thinks is mm-hmm. not the same way that God thinks. Exactly. Mm. And what we call righteousness is dirty and filthy. For, for God, you know, because He is absolute and all powerful and holy and He knows everything. He is the wise judge, the fair judge. So, moving on. Um, so, finally, He's like, you know, Saul's like, uh, you know, God, you, you sent me here so I could anoint a the king. These are all the sons. Jesse, do you do you have another son? Because I'm looking kind of bad right now. You oh. know, so, yeah, he's and out he's, in the field. Yeah, like, you and don't then really he's, want him. yeah, he's like he's not even of age or something. Yeah. I forgot exactly what he said, but he's like he's out tending to the sheep right yeah. now. You know, mm. and so like to me in my head, I was like, why are you looking down on David? You know, exactly. like I believe he was the youngest, if I'm not mistaken. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but still, why look down on the youngest? You yeah. know and uh, scripture says don't let anybody look down on you because of your age you know like Mm -hmm. be on fire for God and be brave be courageous for God for Jesus Mm. and so um, so then sure enough he comes down from tending to the lambs and then God tells him this is the one he anoints him with the oil right and then nothing happens Yeah, nothing happens and so now we're I, th- I, don't know, I don't. I don't. I don't remember how many years. I want to say ten years. Years. Passed. Ten yeah. years from passed. when he
0: was anointed by yeah. Samuel. Exactly. Yeah. To. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. I want to say ten years went by.
0: See, this is why you guys got to read the Bible, y'all. Like, I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. Ten years. Yeah. So God called you ten years ago, and then He just kind of let that simmer for ten years. Exactly. exactly. So, here, so he is sitting
1: there, is like, "What happens now? Yeah. I have been anointed. Like, why am I not living in the king's palace?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is crazy. exactly. Crazy. And it's, okay. it just goes
2: to show you that God has a calling for you, and God has a purpose for you, and God has given you gifts, right? But until you have the character developed mm. enough to act on those gifts and act on that. On that calling, God's not going to put you there because mm. you're not ready. You can't handle it, mm. right? So imagine this—I don't know—five-year, six-year-old, whatever, how old you was—and okay, you're king. I'm going to throw you on the throne. What kind of wise decisions is this king going to make? Exactly. You know, and we've seen in history all the terrible things that children yep. rulers do. A you know tank. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and so, anyways, so then now we see ourselves. In this picture that you were painting the father says your brothers are out on the battlefield go bring them food and drink yeah so this is when he gets out there and then that's what you're that's what you're painting you know mm-hmm. out of nowhere he's bringing this food to his brothers and he hears this giant out there right which he didn't even think of he didn't th- he didn't see his height he didn't see his weight he didn't see his armor he mm-hmm. didn't see any sort of intimidation what he saw was a problem mm-hmm. uh-huh. and a problem that was weaker than his God, right? Mm -hmm. A problem that his God could fix. So he's over here, you know, he gets in, I don't want to say enraged, but he gets emboldened, he gets mad, and he Mm -hmm. starts to um, basically preach to the rest of the troops. And who is this? This uncircumcised Philistine that dares to challenge the armies of the living God
0: of Israel. Ooh, yeah. I'm getting chills.
2: Like. Yeah. And he's like,
0: how you know I'm not circumcised?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey,
1: yeah. But then right after that, I loved what ended up happening next because I think that it's just a testament to what the everyday man goes through now. Um, one of his oldest brothers had said, you know, why are you here? You know, what mm, are you doing down on the front you lines? Yeah. You know what I mean? So essentially going against what God told David to go about doing you know and I think that we as individuals out in the the modern day world we encounter that on a regular basis where you might want to do something and just because somebody tells you like no uh, that I don't think that that can happen for you and you know it might just be because of your background uh, mm. maybe you're Filipino and you know five foot six and you're not gonna be able to you know jump over this wall in police academy whatever mm. You know, whatever. We'll play basketball. Talk about me. <laughs> <laughs> talk about me, y'all. Yeah, that, not that
2: personal. Was, that was yeah, that was person <laughs> is not in this room. not a We can talk d- about my circumcision d- 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 <laughs> next.
0: D- <laughs> 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 yeah,
1: but you know, you, you just imagine what David was experiencing at that time. He was going through and giving this rousing speech to the troops, and then to have somebody that is supposed to be loving on him, you know, and his older brother tell him, "Why are you here?" Uh, You are not supposed to be here, you know, go back and tend to the sheep, go tend to our father. Um, I think that that's one of the the things that we absolutely need to touch on as well. Mm. Because that's kind of like that thing that stifles that warrior uh, spirit uh, just to go out and pursue.
0: Mm.
1: Right? Uh, When you have somebody that you trust, uh, their judgment and such tell you, hey, uh, maybe this isn't meant to happen right now. Even though you feel like it is. That might be one of the very things that makes you stop whatever it is that you were pursuing Mm. and then you know 10 years later or whatever who knows what you went through in that 10 year period um but then you say man i really wish that i would have pursued that but as a result of you know my brother my mom my dad whoever saying no i don't think that right now is a good time for you you kind of just stop Mm. why is that
2: yeah um i've heard that you know, certain plants and um, creatures, they grow into their environment, mm. you know? Yeah. Mm. And so when their environment is restricting, they can only grow so big, mm. you yeah. know? So if they don't have the encouragement, the fertilizer, the, the you know, the the space to breathe and stretch, uh, that could, that's definitely could be attributed to it.
0: Yeah. You know, <clears throat> there's a, one of the, the pastors I, I really liken to And I've mentioned him multiple times on our on our show, Pastor Keith Craft out of Texas. He says, uh, "Your alignments will determine your assignments." Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Hallelujah!
2: (laughs) You know, yeah, we need a button (laughs) for that. Absolutely, yeah, I know, Uh, I know. Uh, Your your alignments
0: determine your assignments. Mm. Who are you aligned to? Yeah. It it goes back to this is just you know, another, a side note from David. Why I align myself with people like you guys, you know, warriors, lovers, kings and friends all require a different side of you to come out and perform, mm. deliver and serve. You can't your wife is expecting you to be a lover and a friend and you can't come in there. Warrior. You know, mm. it's... Mm-mm. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Get on the bed, girl. <laughs> I'm not asking. He's like, I'm telling you. Fra- <laughs> frag out, girl. Frag out. <laughs> but <laughs> but that, that's the whole thing. It's like, you know, when you are aligned with certain people, they can draw. Uh, and and they, they can actually... When you're aligned with certain people they can align you with the assignment that God's put you to. Mm. And going back to what you were saying earlier, and I, I, I sent you guys this text message a couple days ago, remember that? Yeah. I woke up early in the morning and I just had this like message in my heart and I just started typing and I sent it to you guys. And when, what, what you said he's like, or what you were saying, you, our, our character will help determine our calling, mm. Mm. right? If we're called to do something great, but our character isn't ready, sometimes God will take five, 10 years for us to develop into that
2: Mm. that's right because you have to have the experiences in order to to overcome challenges easier yeah right not easily but easier Mm. you know if you Mm. if you fell down you scraped your knee right when you're five you cried a storm you don't know when the pain's going to stop you don't even know that you can just get up and walk it off right you fall down now, you scrape your knee, you're like, mm. And then you walk it off and you just move on, you know? Mm-hmm. And other things in life, sometimes we ha- we're we confronted with situations, oh, my boyfriend left me, or, you know, my boss said this, or whatever. And, you know, we're, we've experienced it for the first time, you know, so it's fresh. And we're like, what am I gonna do? I don't know how to overcome this. I don't know how to beat this. Uh, what, what, what What can I do to fix the problem? Mm-hmm. And once you do it once, Then the next time that situation confronts, comes confronts you or somebody you know, you can act accordingly. You Mm -hmm. can give them the right advice. You know, Mm. Um, yeah. That's my two cents on that. Yeah, man. So, oh, sorry, 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 sorry. sorry. So back to what you were saying Mm -hmm. about um, um, why is it that you know when people get confronted by negativity or whatnot, they stop. Doubt, right? Doubt, right? Exactly. And that's another uh, amazing trait that we see in david is that he's courageous but not in himself he's Mm -hmm. courageous and he has uh he's solid he's solidified in Mm. the in in confidence not in himself but in he who was greater Mm. right he who was greater than himself than the problem than the giant than the persecution you know what i mean then his brother telling him you shouldn't be here and david's like just mm-hmm. lets it roll off. He's like, "All right, whatever," yeah. you know, because I know I'm going to be king one day. Exactly. You know, <laughs> so I I trust God. And my, that's my why trust God is in didn't God. choose you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn.
0: So I, I love them. I actually wrote this down on my notes um, the other day. Uh, what's, what's the day? Fourth. I wrote this yesterday. God, di- or I'm sorry, David didn't become strong because he fought Goliath. He was already made strong while God developed him while he was tending sheep.
2: Absolutely. Mm. Uh,
0: That's why David had the confidence to face Goliath when nobody else would. He didn't fear Goliath. David only feared God. There Mm. you go. He who was greater, baby.
1: Yeah. Mm. So that was one of the points that I really wanted to touch on, man, because, you know, when you were reading the Bible and it's talking about how the Israelites were retreating from these Philistines every time that they would see the giant. Um, that giant being, whatever in your modern day life, um, you know, we we encounter these things and we might want to run away, but then having that spirit of David, where you know, being the probably the youngest person on that battlefield, he ran up to the front lines where his brothers were, mm. asked them, "How are you?" Um, seeing that the Philistines were coming toward them, this little kid was without fear. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. it, the youngest person on the battlefield was without fear. Ran up to his brothers, "How are you?" And then encountered, you know, uh, "Why are you here? Yeah, get out of here." Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that was coming from a, a loving place or, you know, but mm. well, actually, it said that his brother was angry um, when he made that statement to him. Mm-hmm. So you you think about that uh, on your way to God's assignment, you end up encountering those kinds of, you know, instances where. Um, everything is not going like planned. Mm -hmm. You might encounter people that want to stop you. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. And if we read the Bible, it happens twice, right? So Mm -hmm. from the brother and then from King Saul. Right. Mm. Right. Where King Saul is like, hey, um, you are but a youth. Mm. You can't go against this giant. But then what David does, I I found incredible. You know, he qualifies himself. It's like, you know, Mm. throughout all this time, I have been tending sheep. I fought lions with my bare hands, Ooh. bears, so I'm ready. Yeah. You know, this was what I was called for. Yeah. And if you truly think about it, um, when God awesome. goes about telling people, hey, I knew you before you were in your mother's womb. So he knows what we were called for, and we might not see it. Other people might not see it, but God knows exactly what was put in our hearts. Um, so then as a result, we're able to go you know, to the front lines, talk to our brothers, sisters, whomever, how are you? With no fear, even though everybody else is shaking in their boots.
2: Yeah. So, so far we have two amazing qualities, yeah. right? And David, one is courage. Mm-hmm. And the other one is faith, yeah. for lack of a better word, right? But we can translate that to confidence, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So confidence, but not in himself. He has confidence in a greater power than someone that is stronger than him mm-hmm. and stronger than his problem. So, two great qualities so far. And another one that you briefly touched on was that when he said that he was a shepherd, mm-hmm. right? And that he fought off the lion and the bear barehanded. To me, you try to, fight, I don't care how big you are, how strong you are, you fight off a bear or a, or a lion barehanded, I think you're, you're going to die. You know, I think you're going to go. I think that's your call. That's, that's it. Say, how did Jesus for me? Yeah. But um, anyway, so he, to, for him to say, I fought it barehanded, right? That just goes to show you his level of of determination, of tenacity, and also of good stewardship, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's really what shepherds are. They're stewards of these creatures who can't fend for themselves. They can't find food for themselves. They can't see well. They can't hear well. They don't have fangs. They don't have claws. They can't defend themselves. So they need a defender.
1: I'm so glad that you brought that up because essentially those animals were the Israelites in that moment. There you go. Right? Because at the time that the Philistines were pursuing them, they were shaking in their boots, mm-hmm. retreating to, you know, whatever was the the closest area that they felt safe. And then you have this one individual run up, like, who is this kid? Qualifies himself to the king, and the, even the king's like, okay, who who am I to, you know, go about denying you this battle? If you want to die, then you go ahead and <laughs> die, you know. Um, so he passes the kid his armor, his sword, all these things, and David is like... I can't use these. I'm, I'm not used to being in, this, in these things, mm. so I can't fight like this. You know. So he gives the king back his sword, his armor, said, you know, I'll just take uh, my rod and then these, you know, five stones. And he <laughs> runs out there to the Philistine. The Philistine comes out and he mocks him. He starts mocking God. Mm. Uh, essentially said, you know, I, I will spit on you and, you know, all the gods that you come, you know, with. And David, you know, standing in front of this giant, who knows how tall he is, six cubits, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, essentially says, you know, who are you to mock the God, you know, that is before me? Mm. And kills
2: this dude. Mm -hmm. Hacks Mm -hmm. his head Mm -hmm. off and then brings it back to the Israelites. And he tells them that before he does it. Yeah. He's like, God has given (laughs) you, has has turned you into my hand, has delivered you into my hand. Exactly. I will... I will cut your head off exactly, and I will feed your body to the birds exactly. Like
0: that that to say something like that, yeah. And it's it not a threat. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's a promise. It's a promise. <laughs> what? If you if you ever got into like a street fight with someone like making proclamations like that, you're like, All I'm gonna right, poke man, your eyes out. <laughs> I'm gonna poke your eyes out. I'm gonna cut your head off. I'm gonna, get, <laughs> I'm gonna go back inside the club, man. It's, cool. <laughs> yeah, it's not that serious for me. It's not that yeah. serious, bro. It's cool, man. Yeah. Whatever. whatever. <laughs> Telling you. Um, but it takes a certain level of confidence and certainty to say that. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, like, to think about that pressure, right? Because if, if David were to lose, the war would have been over and the Philistines would have taken over the Israeli army. Mm. Like, the pressure of that dude oh, yeah. didn't break exactly. at a young age. Mm-hmm. And he's, he didn't just break. He performed and he made a promise. Like, you know, I remember um, uh, Conor McGregor. One, one of his the, one of the reasons he shot to fame so quick was because he did a very similar tactic. He said, I will tap you out in the second round. I'm going to knock you out with a, with, a, with a head kick in the first round. And he was calling it. He was like, it was this mystic Mac,
2: right? Mm-hmm. And then he was doing it.
0: He was putting dudes to sleep at, as he said it would be. Man. Man. which was crazy <laughs> and that just built up so much hype around him and not even just that but the confidence that it put into him
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: he was a booming star mm. and he got a title shot super early yeah dude was calling his fights bro you know what i mean yeah. like yeah there's just a there's just like a mystic feel to someone that has that type of level of certainty and confidence Absolutely. and that's what i imagine david going into this battlefield like <clears throat> i'm gonna cut your head off like yeah. What? <laughs> exactly. Did you guys see how big this dude is, and yeah. you you didn't even bring the armor. So the the tools that God calls us and gives us may not be the same tools that we are used to. Absolutely. Man.
1: And then you know another consideration was the fact that. David didn't even go down there truly to fight Goliath.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm, true, he was like, "I'm yeah. just here DoorDash. Exactly. I'm just here, to, I'm just <laughs> here to give you your food. Tip me. I'll be on my way. Yeah.
0: Exactly. I'll just wait till I get my tip. I'm gonna come back for you. I'm come back for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll ruin my five star review. But he didn't
2: run, just like he didn't run from the bear and from the lion. Exactly. If know. I was a shepherd, unless I have a gun. All right, guys. It was a good run. (laughs) Good luck, you know. Not going out there barehanded, exactly. Mm. You know,
1: but I think the the thing that got to me was the fact that it said that all of the Israelites took off. So, you know, this was one of the qualifying marks for David as an individual, right? Because you think about all Mm. of them. So the older brothers, the ones that Samuel came and said, "Hey, uh, this is not the one." It's seven of them, and you have the youngest one that stayed. Did not show any signs of fear. Or maybe he did run back, but he was like, why are you guys running? Mm. And then when he turned around and he heard the Philistine talking bad about God, he's like, you guys are running from this? you know? No, let's stand up and fight this one. You know, so it's amazing to me that God will utilize even the youngest one, the person that's supposed to be the most meek, right, Um, to go about delivering this message. Because imagine the message that was, you know, translated through that battle to the Israelites post this young kid killing this giant with a stone mm. hacking off the head and then bringing it back to the Israelites yeah the philistines take off and you know I'm imagining that david is you know covered in sweat
0: drenched with blood
1: you know running back and you know just extremely elated because he was doing what god told him to do in that
2: moment mm. Yeah, absolutely. So two points that I just thought of whenever you were saying that. One is keep your eye on the prize, Mm -hmm. right? Um, That's something that, um, that you need to do as, especially, I mean, anyone really, but as a man, right? You have to keep your eye on the prize. Keep your eye on what the mission is, right? And for you, you know what that is. For me, I know what that is. For David in the moment was, I need to trust God, right? And... That takes a, like you said, a special type of character, you know, because it's Mm -hmm. really hard to look at a problem and not see the problem, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. You know what I mean? For David, if it was me up against Goliath, right? Like, I'm like, this dude's huge. This dude is a seasoned fighter, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, this is his profession. He's Mm -hmm. a warrior. Like, he's there to kill people, Mm -hmm. period. End of story. I, yeah, I tend to sheep. Yeah, I might have killed a bear, you know, with my bare hands. That's cool, but it's no Goliath. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's my lack of faith, you know? But for mm. David, he didn't see a man. He saw a dead man, mm. you know? He just saw the problem already resolved exactly. in God. Like, he was mm. like, God's given me some skills. We'll see what happens, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. Trust, I trust in his abilities. Exactly. And so the second point is um, we don't change the rules at game time right yeah because like you touched on earlier he saul gave david his sword gave him his armor and he's you know he's like i can't walk in this i don't know how to maneuver this this is not how i've defended my flock in the past this is not how i'm going to start doing it now i'm going to do it the way that god brought me up to do it Mm. right and so he sheds the armor he sheds his sword he walks out there collects the pebbles and the rest is history right Absolutely. Don't change the rules at game time. Man. Mm-hmm.
0: Have some
1: morals. Really just stick into the basics, man. Yeah. I like that you touched on that. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. Absolutely.
0: That's such a good theme too. You yeah. know, we've we've each talked about this on um <clears throat> on a different level where it's like, what's your eighty twenty? Right? If everyone if if you guys are familiar with the eighty twenty a Pareto's principle, eighty percent of the results come from twenty percent of the work. Mm. So <clears throat> essentially You do one or two really good things and that's making, you're getting a majority of results of the results from those one or two, maybe three things. Mm. And it's so important for us to step into that. What's your 80-20? What's your 20%? What's the gifts that you've been honing your whole life that you're not utilizing?
2: Yeah.
0: You know, if we take a moment to step back, like... David's been shepherding. He's been using, you know, the pebbles and slingshots. He's been, he's been running, trained, he's been he ra- he's yeah, been fighting. he he has been, maybe not in the same exact context as a soldier or a warrior, mm. but he's been doing everything that's led up to that.
2: Yeah. You mm. know so, how to like duck and dodge, you know, right, from the yeah, pods. Dodge, duck. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know how to do everything. Dodgeball, son. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's
0: that's a great like self-awareness check where like what's my 80 20 mm. what what have what has god been training before my whole life that maybe i just wasn't paying attention man i ask myself this all the time yeah like god why did you you know give me success in at the police department why did you give me this taste of the swat team and just <laughs> to take it away mm. it just didn't make sense yeah A- especially at the time like i remember sitting in the hospital bed after i don't know oh man this is gonna be crazy um a little bit of a tangent, but it's, it, this memory just came back to me. So when I was training um, for the qualification test for the SWAT team, my training was on point. Like I, I was doing great. I knew, I knew what time I was going to wake up, what I was going to eat, what time I was going to eat. Like everything was dialed to the day that the, the, te- the SWAT yeah. test was on. To the minutes. Dude, to, to, to the minute, bro. I'm like, dude, I'm going to crush this test. I'm about to get on the team. And the morning came of the SWAT test, and I'm pick, I, I had my bags already ready at the door. I pick up my bags, and I'm getting ready to leave. Um, Carlene was actually in Chicago at the time, so she was on vacation. It was just me at the house, so I had complete focus. Um, I had my bags. I'm opening up the door. And for some reason, I had, like, this hesitation in my heart. Like, something, like, just didn't feel right. Mm. And I'm like, mm, okay, hold on. Shut the door, put the bags down. I get on my knees and I say a quick prayer. And mind you, I haven't been to church in a long time at this point. I haven't prayed in forever. And I remember praying like this, quote unquote, sincere, you know, yeah. God, you know, you know how hard I work for this. If blah, you do blah, this, blah. For me. Yeah, you know, this for me, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. Don't so the proceeds. Too, right? yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> the proceeds exactly. I'll save a kid. I swear. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm, I just get on my knees and I pray. It's, literally, dude, I'll call it what it is. It was an insurance prayer. Insurance. That was it. And I remember the last line of that of that of my prayer was, "God, whatever happens, your will be done. I'll accept it." But wink, wink. I'm like, I'm about to crush this mm-hmm. shit. Like, I, I better do good. Ah, but I <laughs> do good. You know how hard I work. You know how much I sacrifice. Yeah, exactly, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, I went out here to do your work. Exactly. I left Chicago. Yeah. You know. So. <laughs> Um, so go ahead. So we, we, we fast forward. Uh, I, I'm doing the test. Uh, I end up blowing my knee, when, as Bryant was uh, saying earlier, jumping over a wall. Bust my knee. They put me in an ambulance, um, and they rushed me to the hospital. Finally get me into a uh, into the emergency room, got me in my own room, and got, I'm, I'm on the bed now. <clears throat> and I remember... The pain meds wearing off, Mm. and I could start to feel my knee again. Mm. And I was like, "Oh, this freaking hurts!" Mm. And I'm like, I'm literally ringing my buzzer. And this is the hospital that we bring bad guys to. Mm. So, like, you know, I'm like, you know, like, uh, hope nobody recognizes me. Exactly. Hope nobody recognizes me. But I'm like, I'm, I'm like, dude, come, come help me. Come help me. Um, I was like, uh, we need. uh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm like, I need some more pain meds. Right. But nobody was coming to me. No one was attending to me. Uh, Nurses were walking by and nothing was happening. And I remember just being in this state of pain and then all of a sudden looking up, like literally looking up in my hospital bed like, God, what the F? Literally the line that um, came out of my mouth, like, God, what the F? You know how hard I worked for this. You know how much I sacrificed. and for I I imagine every scenario but me ending up in a hospital. How could you do this to me? How could you do this to me? Over a knee? Over a knee, right. (laughs) I'm like, dude, we've chased bad guys. We've gotten to all these crazy fights, and you take me out during a test? Did you know how hard I worked for? And I was so pissed at God. And I remember just kind of cursing at God, and then I remember the line I said for that prayer. God, whatever happens, your will be done. I'll accept it. And just like a little kid that got scolded, I remember like looking up and I'm like, You
1: win. Literally like a (laughs) sigh of like, damn, you're right.
0: I did say that. Uh, I did say that.
2: Hey, you never know, man. If you would have joined maybe that SWAT team, maybe you would have died somewhere You know, before your your time or something. It it could have been. It could have been. But I look at all of that
0: in in retrospect now and to, to look at what we're able to do now. Yeah, and
2: where you're at today, and and what we
0: yeah, what we're able to do with this podcast and this platform, the topics we're able to speak on now. Don't get me wrong, I still miss that warrior identity side, um, but I feel so engaged with what we're doing today. You know, with with this podcast and this movement and trying to win men's hearts again, especially in the in the social climate we're in today.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm like, this was the battle I was made for. I think so, you're
1: taking away from yourself, though, man, because. Um, not only in that situation do you display the, uh, you know, prowess of a warrior. You know what I mean. There's there's different areas in life where you can go about displaying that, whether that be you know, uh, being the protector for your family. Mm. You know what I mean. That that's definitely one of the the many hats that we end up wearing. You know, yes. as the warrior. So it's not just going out there and fighting these battles. Uh, the battles, you know, especially in the United States, are pretty much imaginary, unless you're mm. out there, you know, fighting in the streets and such as a police officer or, you know, just a hoodlum. Mm-hmm. Um, but those battles are imaginary for us up until you actually go over t- into a combat zone. So we're taken away from ourselves when we say that that's the only facets that we can really truly display uh, being a warrior. Mm. You know I yeah,
2: mean? sometimes you can be a warrior doing your job. Yeah. You know, sticking mm. up for yourself, doing the right thing, Absolutely. sticking up for the little guy, Absolutely. you know, because... Yeah. Uh, Selling a car, you know. Yeah. what I mean, you gotta, you gotta be sometimes brave. Sometimes you gotta be courageous. Sometimes you gotta, you know. Exactly. You Gotta take care of business. I again. mean,
0: the, the, I look back to single moms raising kids. Exactly. Warriors, hey, man. The warriors, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Like it. Having kids is one thing, but being trying to do it on your own like yeah. that—that's another.
2: Trying to figure out everything by yourself. Yeah. yeah Where well, you gotta rough. be,
0: you know, the 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 positive strong male role model. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But you're you're a female and it's like how do you really step into that yeah. and and pr- and provide that? So so like yeah, single parents, warriors.
1: Exactly. Absolutely. And,
0: and and that took me years to kind of look at it like that too. Mm-hmm. Like just mm-hmm. like you're saying cuz once they took my badge and they took that identity from me, was I like, was like, "Who am I?" Yeah. Yeah, I have to figure out who I am all over literally again. Literally what happened. And, and I'm like, you know, in my mid to late 20s and I'm now I'm questioning like all these years in training go to nothing. Yeah. What is What is this now? Yeah. You know, and, and until years later, until my character was able to finally catch up to where God's calling me to be, I could see like, okay, now I see God allowed me to experience these things so I can teach, so I can give back, so I can help other men do this. Mm. Because if I didn't experience it, how could I teach it?
1: Man. So yeah. if
0: I never went through that dark, that depression, that anxiety, that loss of identity, that pain, that struggle, if I had never touched that darkness, how could I help other people who are in there or have touched that or is in that right now? Yeah. Exactly. With real genuine, I've been there, bro. Mm. Like I I I know what you're feeling. I yeah. I I I get you. you yeah. Know? You don't get a you don't go to school and get a degree for that. You just School of Hard Knocks, homie. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you just experience it, and then that's where that real, genuine... It's, exactly.
2: Can I get a bachelor's in wisdom and experience,
0: please? <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Call me doctor. Me. <laughs> nah, man.
1: You know, but it's, it's always super interesting to me, right? Because in, in the Bible, and this is why I really wanted to talk about Saul, man, because...